0: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this special Inside the Americas on the election in Brazil. This Sunday, 156 million people will head to the polls for the first round of a massive vote. They are due to elect a third of their senators, 513 deputies, all 27 governors and Brazilian state legislatures, and a president. I'm Jeannie Gajala. There are 11 candidates running for Brazil's top job, but the presidential contest looks set to be a face-off between current right-wing leader Jair Bolsonaro and far-left former president Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. But whoever is sworn in as Brazil's next president in January, they will be facing the same challenges ahead. Allison Sargent explains.
1: Two men with radically different visions for their country. Former left wing president Lula da Silva left office in 2010, the most popular president in Brazil's history. While his reputation was later tarnished by now overturned corruption charges, he's still remembered as a leader who pulled millions out of poverty. With Brazil now facing levels of hunger not seen in 30 years, he's promising to bring the country back to the golden period.
2: The country I left is a country that people miss. It was a country of employment. It was a country where people had the right to live with dignity, with their heads up. And this country will come back."
1: Lula has promised to reform the tax system to put the burden on the wealthy and allow for greater state spending, the exact opposite of the incumbent Jair Bolsonaro, elected on a neoliberal platform of increased privatization. He refused to shut down Brazil's economy during the coronavirus pandemic leading to hundreds of thousands of deaths. Bolsonaro has tried to win over poor voters with cash handouts, while painting Lula as a corrupt communist.
2: We know that communism leads to misfortune, poverty, hunger and misery. We don't want that for our Brazil.
1: The far-right leader's base has been described as Bibles, bullets and beef. Farmers appreciate his removal of land from indigenous protection, while evangelicals are drawn to his campaign centered on traditional family values. With Lula leading in the polls, Bolsonaro has been sowing doubts about Brazil's electronic voting system, prompting fears he'll refuse to accept defeat. His critics now say Brazil's very democracy is at stake.
2: We must work to win the vote of everyone who loves democracy.
1: A former army captain, Bolsonaro has sought the military's backing for his unfounded claims of fraud and urged his followers to arm themselves.
2: If we have to fight against Lula's gang, we will fight. And I repeat, armed people will never be enslaved.
1: Political violence isn't new in Brazil. Bolsonaro himself was stabbed on the campaign trail in 2018. But this campaign has been marked by violent incidents, with several of Lula's supporters and a local party official killed by supporters of Bolsonaro. According to a recent poll, nearly 70 percent of Brazilians say they fear being physically assaulted because of their political affiliation.
0: To get a bit more analysis on Sunday's election, let's bring in Brazilian journalist Marcelo Lintz from Globo News. Marcelo, thanks for joining us. Uh, The current polling says Lula is ahead of Bolsonaro by more than 10 points. If that's the case, why? Why do so many Brazilians still back Lula despite the corruption, despite the jail time?
3: Uh, Thank you for having me, first of all. I think that the short answer would be because they missed some of the things that they had in Lula's time, even without the corruption scandal, we had an economy that was working much better than it is right now. We had a social situation in the country which was which was also better. And uh, this uh, voting on Sunday is also a referendum about what Mr. Bolsonaro have delivered. And uh, there are lots of things that he simply didn't deliver. So people are judging this as well. I think.
0: So given that, who are Bolsonaro's main backers? Is there a a contingent perhaps of secret Bolsonaro voters out there like the U.S. saw with those secret Trump voters in 2016?
3: That's what we call Brazil, the shy vote in Bolsonaro. I think that this was much more true in 2018, the first time he was elected. I think that today we can even have the opposite phenomenon, which would be a shy voting in Lula, for Mr. Lula, because exactly of all the corruption, scandal and everything, some people may be shy of saying that they are voting for him. But I don't think that we have a secret vote or a shy vote in Mr. Bolsonaro because we know who he is right now. And his backings are mainly religious uh, parties and affiliated people, uh, evangelical new denominations of the Protestantism in Brazil. Uh, the gun lobby in Brazil as well, part of the industry as well, and the financial system. But Mr. Lula also has been growing in this sort of field, which isn't exactly his preferred.
0: Let's say that Bolsonaro loses. Do you think there could be a chance that he might refuse to leave power?
3: He himself has said it many times, that if he thought that uh, the election wasn't fair, and the results uh, wasn't exactly what he would expect, he wouldn't accept it. But I think that he lacks the backing for this sort of move. I think that he doesn't have even the same backing that Mr. Trump had in the States. It would be very difficult for him. Uh, He has got with him part of the military establishment in Brazil, but not all of it. And in the economic side, we see... Lots of big shots that are now siding with Lula. So I think that it will be very difficult, uh, including because also in the international level, uh, he wouldn't have much support.
0: Of course, there's not just Bolsonaro and Lula in this presidential race. There are other candidates. What about the so-called third-way candidates like the centrist former governor and finance minister, Cyril Gomez? What role might he play in the vote?
3: The thing is, uh, for him to win, or even miss uh, Mrs. Simone Tebet, which is the fourth candidate, but Mr. Ciro Gomes, uh, first of all, uh, we would have to have uh, some sort of revolution in the, the polls and everything because it's not possible today to see it. It would be interesting to have a third wave for many Brazilians. They would like it. But if we think for the last uh, more than six months, eight months or so, the polls have been basically the same. Mr. Lula and Mr. Bolsonaro just dueling in the two uh, spots to see who is going to win. It's very difficult to have a third way really coming uh, with such a short time uh, to the elections.
0: Marcela, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us there from Brazil. That's Marcelo Linz, a journalist at Global News. Thank you so much. Well, Brazil's presidential election comes at a time when Latin America's so-called pink tide is making waves. Leftist center candidates have won elections in recent years everywhere from Argentina to Colombia to Peru. Well, that could be the case again in this general election in Brazil. More black people are now running for the assembly than white. LGBT candidates and indigenous candidates have increased by more than a third since the last election. But despite all the diversity, this is also Brazil's most polarized election in decades. And some of those representing new forces have been hard hit by violence, as our correspondents report.
2: Every Monday, the youth of Rio meet at Pedro do Sao in the city center, a neighborhood steeped in history, a symbol of Afro-Brazilian resistance. A great place for Danny Balbi, a black transgender candidate, to search for support.
1: I'm the first transgender woman, professor and doctor at the Federal University of Rio.
2: Danny Balbi wants to fight for education, the LGBT community the rights of favela dwellers, but above all, for more diversity on the benches of the assembly. Finally, someone to represent us. The other candidates talk but do nothing. You're going to do it because I know you and you're going to rock.
1: Beautiful, thank you.
2: It's the first time that there are so many candidates from the LGBT community, in a country that holds the sad record of murdering more transgender people than anywhere else in the world. According to the NGO Transgender Europe, since 2008, 40% of the murders of trans people worldwide have taken place in Brazil. How are you,
3: trans deputy?
2: Danny Balbi meets Indiana Re Sequeira, who's also running for a position as a Member of Parliament a transgender activist who's received multiple death threats.
1: Transgender people are the first to be rejected by society, to be incarcerated. So this violence is already part of our lives. It has always affected us. But in a period like this, it takes on more intense proportions. I had to take security precautions. I have been on the front line for years.
2: This violence against minorities even takes place inside the Rio Assembly. A few months ago, this far-right deputy attacked a transgender elected woman in the middle of a parliamentary session. He looks like a Beelzebub demon, an aberration of nature, this creature. According to a study by the Federal University of the state of Rio, political violence has increased by 335% since the election of President Bolsonaro four years ago, with politicians suffering verbal and physical attacks, kidnappings and even murders. But despite the dangers, there have never been so many candidates looking to represent minorities. Among them is Sonia Guajajara, an indigenous woman running for federal deputy. Campaigning in São Paulo, she's defending the rights of indigenous people, which she argues have been violated under Bolsonaro's government.
0: We are experiencing a genocide of indigenous people. Because the denial of our lands is also a death sentence for our identity. It's time to put an end to this violence. It's time to put an end to the lack of indigenous representation in political spaces.
2: This year, the number of indigenous candidates has reached a record high, 37% more than in the last campaign. Sonia Guajajara's hope? To make sure that, at last, her people have strong representation.
0: That wraps it up for this special Inside Brazil ahead of the election Sunday. Thanks for watching. See you again next time for all the news from north to south.